low Attack my letterman's with a tech in it Feet fuck niggas rope, don't put your neck in it Got my troops in off-white boots Pulled up, I had my foot hanging out the coop Off-white flannel, looking like a lumberjack With the 30 popper, you don't want none of that D-square, apron over D-squares Ronnie Fag, I need size 9 in every pair Do a nigga filthy for the right price Don't parry on the lobster and fried rice One brick, one brick All I need is one brick Teslas, scrape the pots for the extras. Bodies dropping on the regular. Run laps around these other rap niggas for fun. That fashion week with the M1. Y'all niggas bums. Killer designer, serial killer. Niggas thought I was just rhyming illa. Then I pulled out the stick. Run your jewels, run the money. You try to run and hop the fence. Toys back up like Junior, nigga, filthy rich. Watch my sins with Ace. But low, you walk bored. I'ma be fly forever stove work She sniffing so much molly That bitch no sir I was on the path Getting money on the ass Fiends Millie Rocky Seeing at my work glass If shit slow up I'ma look prettier in the mask The cracks in the chip bag The Mac by the trash The 45 look big on his forehead Shot him more times Left that nigga more dead Welcome to the gimmick. I'm your host, Stunning Steve Mall, and I got Flying Ryan Yankee today. Oh, I just wanted to come in with that joke. Uh, so uh, we got a we got a busy week next week. A lot of wrestling next week to cover. We got NXT's Takeover. We have WrestleMania. We also have. I don't even think we're gonna cover any AEW next week. So <laughs> we might as well get it all out now. Oh, uh, so it was an interesting Wednesday, I'd say, I'd say the least. I think NXT, and I hate doing this, I hate bragging about NXT, but they really did steal the show again uh, this Wednesday. Yeah, I watched NXT first. Um, I loved NXT. AEW I enjoyed too, but um, NXT just was, as usual, the better show to me. They know what they're doing. They they know exactly how to appeal to, um, appeal to the the Mark fans and give them just enough of what they need, with a little bit of the comedy, with a little bit of everything. And uh, <clears throat> overall, uh, NXT stole the show. But let's start with AEW um, today. Let's do it differently. Let's start with AEW. We'll go through a rundown there. Um, I believe the leadoff match was uh, Christian Cage and Frankie Kazarian. 
Yeah. Which, uh, you know, you bring Christian in with this mentality of outwork everyone. And uh, he looked like he got outworked by Frankie Kazarian. I, I, I thought he looked, he looked like he had more of the curve than edge did a few weeks ago. Um, and it, you, you can really, you know, you can tell he slowed down a bit. Yeah, he definitely looked a little rusty. It's been seven years since he's been in the ring other than his Royal Rumble appearance. Um, I enjoyed the match to a point. I mean, it, it was a good match. It was good to see um, a regular paced match on AEW compared to all yeah. the high-speed stuff that they do. Um, I agree. I agree on that. I, I was kind of looking forward to this match after the little backstage thing they did last week, but um, it kind of went a little long for me. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Christian did look a little a little rusty. Uh, Kazarian did shine. But, I mean, to me, I just overall, I, I wasn't – I didn't really care too much because it's like I, I could have saw this in TNA and I didn't watch TNA. So, I'm getting yeah. it now. It's like, okay, whatever. It, it was fine. Yeah, and to add to that point, too, and, like, look, um, this is where you're going to have a problem bringing in some legends from WWE, like Christian, and even bringing in guys like Miro. They're so prone to the slow-paced uh, build, and you're coming in here and they're working guys who it's high spot after high spot. They're going to look – they're not going to look good, and it's going to take some time for them to get their feet under them. Um I think Christian did well for being out of the ring for seven years, but he did look really rusty and, and the curve really, really got me, especially when the flip over that he's notorious for the back body drop flip over and he ends up, you know, falling right on it, you know, falling on his knees. I, I it, you could tell it was, it, he was struggling with that match. Yeah. I thought it was, it was a good opponent for him for his first match with Kazarian because like I'm, I am interested to see what is going to happen when he wrestles one of these other guys who are just used to doing spot fest. Exactly, exactly. It, well, like AEW's never Monday Night Raw bad. Like it, it was, it, you know, there's there's some things they need to clean up. But um, this match was overall, it was decent. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna crucify it too much. I just feel like Christian, Christian better hit some cardio going forward because a lot of these guys they don't. They're a mile a minute and they don't stop. Yeah. And there's one thing that I I noticed um, when I was watching this match, especially after just watching NXT, whereas um, it's one thing that kind of takes me out of the show is the fact that they do an outside show, they lose a lot of the noise. And even though they have fans in there now, yeah. like the noise just goes up in the air and just disappears. It's like, I've never really been a fan of WWE switching over to the stadiums for WrestleManias. I like the yeah. indoor pop versus the outdoor pop. You lose yes. a lot of that crowd noise. So like, it's just, it, it's a little weird to me when I watch AEW, it just kind of feels almost like going to big time wrestling, like at, at like a baseball stadium or something like yes. it kind of cheapens it a little bit. And it also bothers me that they have the the wrestlers in the front row as the fans. Yes. Um, Like you have fans there and they never show the fans in the crowd. Maybe coming back from a commercial, sometimes they'll show them. But for the most part, you're always looking at the ramp and the camera angles kind of mess with me in AEW where I feel like they – maybe I'm just trained to how WWE does their stuff on all their shows and I got to get used to it, but – 
I don't know. It's just it's just something that bothers me. It's it's they, not really their fault because I know they're trying to be safe. They, they want to do outdoor shows because that's how they can get the fans there with COVID and everything. So, mm. and and there, there's a couple things that 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 minor tweaks with AEW that they could fix and be a lot better. That's one of them. I think they're kind of in a rut. They got nowhere else to go but the Jacksonville Stadium um, right now. And uh, I but I'll, I'll fill everybody in on this. So, Miss Mr. Tony Khan, guy from the beginning, I don't want to be on TV. It's about the wrestlers, about the wrestlers, about the wrestlers. I caught TNA from, from Tuesday, their last Tuesday show, which overall, it, it, the, the matches were, were okay. Uh, you know, the, the main event was Eric Young and James Storm, and I was kind of intrigued on that because it was James Storm's thousandth match, and they had him wrestle Eric Young. And I remember the old TNA days when I used to, I would pop for that type of match. So I put it on, and then it's, you know, Kenny's there. You, you got Kenny there. They're going to Kenny every segment and, you know, good two, like three, four segments of Kenny. And um, all of a sudden, Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone come up, and they're promoting AEW. And Tony's, like, really, really getting into that, like, a gimmick. He's really trying to be like Vince was in the 90s. He's getting into that gimmicky, like, you know, we got the best wrestlers in the world. You got Kenny Omega. Nobody's going to stop us. And, like, like he's got to stay off TV. He he makes it look so corny. I don't care what anybody – he makes it look so corny. He is not believable in any way, shape, or form to be, like, talking, like, bragging about anything. And it's, it's really, really bad. To the point where Shivani had, like, a, a fuddled look on his face in the promo. <laughs> With the uh, with the heart glasses on, <laughs> yes, with the yeah, heart glasses. I didn't, I didn't watch TNA, but I mean, pretty much anything that happens in wrestling now, you can like they post just about all of the clips on freaking <coughs> social media now. So I ended up seeing half of that stuff on social media. Some of the stuff, <coughs> and I did see that commercial with Tony Khan. And all I thought when I was watching that the whole time was how like the same thing you were saying about how he's you know he's trying to play like a role now and. He just has that face. You just want to punch. He's just like so. That's one thing I'll give him. If he is gonna play a role in the show, he has that face that you just want to see punched. That's absolutely. And you gotta play that. Like you gotta play that. Vince played the billionaire. Like play the spoiled rich rich son. Like play that. Play that to a science. And I think you'll be okay. Like you know, we all know the money comes from Amir. We know it's not you, Tony. We know you're not a mastermind of making money. It's your father. But if you play that off, like, oh, you know, I built this and da 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 da, you know, you know, daddy's little rich boy. I'm pretty sure that would get over. But as of right now, you just talking about how you have the greatest wrestlers in the world and you don't. And it's just like, it, it just makes me laugh at that point. And um, but it just wanted to bring up the recap, but I would, I would recommend Ryan, if you didn't watch the main event, James Storm versus Eric Young was a really good match. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. Um, so they did a, um, they did a package with Darby and sting and they were basically talking about Matt Hardy. Yes. I don't know what you're so talking now about. It's Matt. And now it's Matt. Yeah. It's Matt Hardy. I, I, I'm just, I didn't catch all of it, but I, because I, 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 I can't, I can't, I'm so tired of this. And it's like, 
you told me all these older wrestlers aren't going to take time away from the new guys, and here we are taking time away from the new guys. Give it a rest, Sting. Hang it up. It's over. It's done. You finished. Career's over. You had a hell of a career. I was when you started wrestling. I wasn't even born yet. I am thirty fucking seven. I'm thirty seven. Sting started in eighty fucking two. Like, give it a fucking rest, Sting. I didn't mind it. It wasn't bad, but uh, <laughs> I mean, again, freaking Darby. He, like the the one thing that stood out to me was. He basically said, your money doesn't mean shit to me. He was just talking about yeah. that. And they threw the money off the bridge and made it rain off the bridge. And, um, yeah. Well, they're hoodlums. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they're hoodlums. What do you think? Money doesn't mean nothing to them. They're fucking hoodlums. I mean, sometimes they can pull it off with these packages. They'll get, like, some decent production where it looks professional <laughs> and it looks legit. But then it's like, you know, we. I know that once I get get into the show and you put these guys on TV in a ring or something like it's not going to entertain me. But. Well, Ryan, you, you, as you could tell, there's, there's more, there's more stuff being like, this is, this is a AEF. I call it all elite factions. And like, I, this is a side, another one, you know, you, they tease Brian cage, like joining them at some point, And now like, that's kind of going away. I don't know what the fuck they're doing with this. I, I now it's a feud with Matt Hardy and his faction, and everybody's got a faction, Ryan. It's like, like factions are like stimuluses in AEW. Like everybody gets one. Every fucking body gets one, and it's 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 driving me up a wall. Like. You don't have enough TV time? Well, let's put everybody in factions then. That way we can get everybody on TV and everybody's happy. What you're going to do is this is a disaster waiting to happen. Because if this keeps up for the rest of the year, I bet you three or four main guys are going to walk. I guarantee it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, immediately when, when – I mean, I thought Darby and Sting, they could be something cool together, but um... – I don't know. A lot of people like this. I, I'd like it a little bit. I'm not over the moon over it, but um, I don't know. When, when he was like, "Oh, yeah, money doesn't mean shit to me," I'm thinking to myself, like, "Yeah," and this this whole like this whole thing doesn't really mean shit to me. Like, what, like I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I wasn't. When Doug... Go ahead. I wasn't I wasn't like a big WCW fan at first and eventually it grew on me. So I mean like there's some stuff that has grown on me. I don't know. Maybe some of the stuff will grow on me, but Well, I mean WCW at one point was notoriously bad too, and it and it took it took Hogan in National Hall to get it better. It was notoriously bad. You know, it, it, but it's this isn't notoriously bad. It's just it's just you can tell they don't know what they're doing, and they and they don't have writers. in 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 the wrestlers, it's the it's the inmates running the asylum. They don't have the wrestlers are booking storylines, and then it's almost like, oh well, he got a faction. Maybe I should do a faction. Maybe we should do a faction. This is how we should do a faction. Like Cody books Cody primarily books the card. And then Kenny books the women, and then the Bucks book the tag thing. Uh, I, I believe book the tag teams. So, but now we have like 
a whole bunch, like you could tell, like people don't want to take orders from people. So they're doing like kind of their own things and merging into storylines that they really shouldn't be a part of. Yeah. Um, the, um, the, the whole uh, fact that they, they did this shit again, where Darby's like, Oh, your money doesn't mean shit to me. And then they go right into a thing with Jade Cargill, which I like her and it was a decent promo, but, I mean, then she immediately, mm. after Darby just said shit, now she's dropping shit and bitch. And it's like, here they go. All the wrestling shows are killing me with this shit yeah. and this bitch thing. Like, and it's, I think it's more of the way, like, the inflection they use and the, like, the emphasis they put on the swear word. Like, I'm supposed to be like, oh, like, I'm supposed to be so shocked. Yeah. It's like, if they would just drop yeah. them casually or whatever, like, in yeah. conversation, it wouldn't be as bad but when you could they're purposely using them to get over and it's just like it's like oh, that's... yeah it's like i don't give a shit bitch <laughs> it's, like, it's almost like when your mom gives you the okay to swear in front of her the first time and you just like overemphasize it and you're like shit yeah, like, <laughs> know your audience it's, man it's... nobody's nobody's shocked by it yeah. swears nowadays yeah. No, it's like the, the, the I mean, new look, Tope Suicida to me, like now, like that's the new, that's the new Tope yeah. Suicida. Everybody was doing those. Now everybody's <laughs> saying shit and bitch. You, you know, and I have to. You have little Nas X diving down to hell in a fucking stripper bowl. You think I really care if you say shit or bitch? Like you think <laughs> I care? You think I give a rat's ass if you say shit or bitch, and that makes you edgy? No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Like, uh, I, I, I honestly don't like that's the thing. That's one of the things that irks me. But let's let's get through the card. Of, you know, we had Jade. Like, I love Jade Cargo. I think she's going to be a she's going to be a star there. Um, but it, there's going to they, they, they need some they need some work in there. The next they had uh, Cody versus QT hair plugs. Uh, QT Marsh. Oh, and QT Yes, and and they let everybody know it was an exhibition match. It wasn't a real match. Yeah, doesn't count. And, and it, it doesn't count. It does not count because it was an exhibition match. They made it clear like seventy five times. So I wanted to make sure it was clear to everybody. Yes, and this and this was continued from last week when uh, Cody said that he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna do anything to hurt QT Marshall, which. QT Marshall pretty much like dominated this match, and whenever Cody got the chance to do anything to damage him, he he held back. Um, but they got um they got all Q- they they had QT Marshall's students run in to take out the Nightmare Family. I guess it was the students from the Nightmare Factory. Um, oh, and uh, QT laid out Arn, who was the ref. And like so, QT went to the stage, and he's like immediately after he knocks out on, and you think that he's like showing remorse, and he's like, "Oh man, what did I just do?" And then the students just storm the ring and, and take out the Nightmare Family, and then they bust open Dustin, they pile drive him on the steps, uh, the steel steps on on the ramp, the entrance ramp, and then they're. Um, about to do the same thing to Cody, but Red Velvet came in and, and saved him. Which is, this is where, like, immediately they showed a shot of the fans, which, a.k.a. the, the wrestlers in the locker room. And I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, Red Velvet came in and made the save. 
but you're going to tell me none of those wrestlers in that crowd are like friends with Cody or like he's the baby face. You think someone would have like hopped the guard where guardrail to, to like save him or something. So we had the nightmare Nexus. <laughs> no, I, so we you know what? I actually, I actually liked this. I thought this was good. Um, it, it was decent. I didn't see the, the whole students thing happening. That, that was like kind of a little surprise to me. Um, it was it was good, but then immediately, like you said, I thought after I'm like, oh, they, now it's just another faction to add to the mix. Like they finally pu- like pulled off a faction in the right way, where they told some kind of story and didn't just like have them appear with no history. But yeah, um, it's just more so to now, the mix. They'll be on dark next week, I'm sure. Yeah, now, the Nightmare Nexus will be on dark with QT Marshall as the head of the Nightmare Nexus. And the Wade Barrett. And how many times, like, I don't know. Personally, I'm not a big blood and guts person. I could care less if I have it in wrestling. I like it, like, every now and then. I thought the way Austin and Bret Hart did it was great. But, like, somebody's getting busted open on this show every week. Like, they, it just seems like they rely on, like, the blood and the gimmicks a lot. So whatever works for like it's throwing shit to the wall and seeing what sticks. Whatever works a week or two before, you're gonna see it ten times in the next two shows. So the the, the Brit Thunder Rosa match where there was blood and it was all this great stuff and and uh, you know expecting a big push for Britt Baker, but I I don't believe she was on TV. This was she? She was, yeah. Um, oh, she was she was on TV. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I missed that, so I didn't know if she was on TV. Did she wrestle? Or did she cut another promo? No, she cut it. She cut another promo. She cut another promo. So let's not get her in the ring after she just had a phenomenal match, and she already cut an amazing promo. Yeah. Let's just keep having her cut promos. Yeah. So yeah. So, uh, so I mean, dude, the next the the what happened after this just totally. I wanted. Oh. They had a package with Scorpio Sky. He's talking about how he won the, the brass ring and the little gimmick match that they had at the pay-per-view. Yes, that now, meant nothing because... Now he's yeah. tag-teaming with Ethan Page. And I'm like, these two yeah. were just in the ladder match for the brass ring. The dude won the brass ring. He loses his uh, against uh, Darby Allen in his shot for the TNA title. The next week, they like show another promo uh, saying that he's going to be wrestling on dark and now he's going into a tag. So it was like, what was the point of him grabbing the brass ring? And now he's getting thrown into a tag. Yeah, no, it was um, to to, to me. Look, I mean, this was to me, this is like winning the money in the bank and then they throw you in a tag team. Yeah. To me, it was, it, it, the brass ring, the sonic ring, we all wanted Scorpio Sky to win it. He won it. We wanted him to beat Dobby because we we felt like next in line, the new face, Scorpio Sky. You give him this push, and then and then he ends up in a tag team. And it's – so here we go. Now tell me – and this, this is what I want AEW fans – who hate on WWE storylines. And do you have every right to on Monday Night Raw? Um, you have every right to on Monday Night Raw. 
who hate WWE storylines are going to tell me that what they did with Scorpio Sky was great booking. He's actually, I'm predicting him to be in NXT by 2022. And I didn't know who Ethan Page was before he showed up at that pay-per-view. And you told me that, you know, this, that he was pretty good. And yeah. So like now this guy just comes in and now he's being shoved in the tag team with Scorpio Sky. I mean, I don't know what, what that does to benefit him. The what? The one thing I will say is they're pretty good at because you got you got to think there's some frustrated wrestlers there. You got to think it. You have to think that they, you got to sense the frustration on certain people. Like I, I think Scorpio Sky is one of them, and I think you could tell a little bit on what he's getting booked into, and he's getting frustrated. He's one of the ones that I think in 2022 will be in NXT. And it'll be a big loss to AEW because that guy is very, very underrated and he's not getting utilized properly. I would love that. Yeah, I think he's not getting utilized. I think Scorpio Sky and I, I think Triple H would know exactly what to do with him. And I want people to, people who voted for Tony for Booker of the Year who doesn't book the card. Okay. Um, and people who think Cody is on that level of Triple H and is not to look at what's going on and not justify it. Just accept. I don't justify what Monday night raw does every Monday. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's okay. And sometimes it's Baron Corbin in the main event that he had no business being in. And I get frustrated and I get, I, 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 the, the, the talks of going to compete with Vince and winning a Wednesday night war when hockey is on USA and they asked him to move to Tuesday. He didn't win the war because on Peacock, if I was going to be on Peacock, I'm probably going to watch that over AEW because I can't get enough of NXT, and AEW is shitting the bed to me. It's a pretty good judge. I think this will be around for a few years, but I think it's going right down the TNA route where I think TNT is going to just – I think this is going to be TNT's last straw in turn of broadcast. This is going to be done with wrestling. They're just gonna be done with it. I, I they tried it with, they tried it a few times, and I think in a few years it's gonna be like on, like I don't know, Lifetime or whatever. It's gonna be on some weird channel that you you know like or Access TV, and it's just like I I don't see this being any good. I think you're gonna get frustration from wrestlers and say what you want about Vince. Sometimes you gotta learn when to tell people no. Um, Red Velvet was getting interviewed backstage and she got attacked by, uh, Jade Cargill. There wasn't really much to that. No, no, no. You, you knew that was coming. They were going to book them too in a, in a singles feud. Which I'm, She's I like these two. Too. I'm interested in these two. They, they, they're both good shit talkers. So they should, they should have a yeah. pretty good build to their match. I do like the way they work. They're both good workers. They're both good on the mic. Like, they just build the wrong women. I'm I'm sorry. Like Nyla Nyla Rose isn't impressive to me. I'm I'm not really impressed by Nyla Rose. I'm not impressed with um, who's their champion now? I, I it always I always forget her name. Sheeta or something like that. Yeah, she. I'm I'm not impressed with her. I'm not. You know, Thunder Rose is good. Um, you know, I I I think Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker. Red Velvet, Jake Car, uh, Jade Cargill, and uh, 
the other one, Chris Statlander. Those are the five that should be competing for the title. That's that's it. That's it. My opinion. Those five, and 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 you got and 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 you have somewhat of a decent women's division from there. I agree. They had um they had uh, a pre-tape from Moxley talking about his upcoming match with uh season season Bonani, season Bononi, whatever his name was. Um and then they went Don't right, ask me. they went right into the match. Uh, it was it was a decent match. I I thought um it, it was nice to see Moxley in something other than a gimmick match where he, he it was kind of just like a straight up wrestler match. And this Bononi guy had um, Dolph's brother out there, um, Ryan Nemeth, the Hollywood hunk. Yes, and, uh, right, right. And this guy, J.D. Drake, who looked familiar. I feel like I might have seen him on AEW before, but I wasn't sure. And he was out there for some reason, too. But anyways, Mox- mm. Moxley went over with the – he choked out um, <laughs> Bononi and took out everybody else. So it, was, it was all right. But, yeah. I eventually see Dolph going to AEW. I think for a cup of coffee. I don't. I think his time in WWE is almost up. Um, and uh, but I will say this: they need more guys like Dolph. They, they that's what they, they they need guys that are exciting, but yet um, they, they 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 know how to pace themselves. The, the match with Moxley and Bononi was good. Moxley <clears throat> at least is smart enough to take his pacing with him from the WWE and take what he learned from the WWE. He's he's one who has consistently have, have had the better matches in AEW. Uh, he's been consistent. So I, I, I think more of these guys need to blueprint Moxley and uh, Jericho's good for that. And then, you know, and learn how to pace themselves. They need to like Christian probably should be writing the storylines as opposed to wrestling and, you know, get sting in a manager role. I'm, I'm, it's not appealing to see a 65 year old man wrestle. However old sting is sting is old. He's grandpa sting at this point. Like we don't like he can manage uh, this dude, but I, I don't even think he should be once in a while is fine. You put ninety-year-old Tully Blanchard in a match to do the slingshot suplex, like people wanted that. I mean, I don't know. Just to me, there's a lot wrong with AEW, and I, I'm shocked that people don't see it. Yeah, they they um they did a uh, interview with Team Taz in the back, and they were talking about something that happened on Dark. I don't know if it was uh, wait a minute another faction, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, one of the factions I really like, but this yeah. this pissed me off because they're talking about something that happened on another show that I didn't watch, but they gave me no explanation of what they were talking about. Like, so I I was totally like out of the loop on this whole thing, and then um, Cage Cage and Starks were, were chirping back and forth, and it's mm-hmm. it's clear that Cage is gonna go babyface and. Uh, leave the group, which it just makes me even more furious because I'm like, when did Team Taz even establish themselves? When did they like impose their will on anybody? They basically tucked tails and ran from Sting and Darby for weeks on end to put up a decent fight in a cinematic match, but eventually lose. Like, who have they 
when have they even shown what they're fully capable of? And now, like, you're already ready to take a member out of the group. Which I feel like we haven't even established the group yet. I still don't even know anything about Taz's son. Um, like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's it's bad. It, it, they, they booked themselves in a corner, and it's going to be hard. Like, I figured... And here's the thing I figured. I figured, oh, well, I'm going to, you know, I'll, I, you know, my son watches a lot of wrestling, so I tune on TNA. I get to keep up with it here and there. I figured I'd learn a little bit more about AEW. You really don't. The only person that's over there a lot is Kenny. Um, Kenny's over there a lot, and that's because he's feuding with Rich Swan. He's going to take the title off of Rich Swan, which TNA's stupid for that. I, Swan's over there, and you know what? I, I'm the first one to say it. WWE dropped the ball with Rich Swan. That kid is amazing. His match with Moose for the for the title was incredible. Was absolutely incredible. And um, I mean, I TNA's not great. It's it's not even that good. They do a, they make a lot of mistakes. I've, there was actually a tag match, a women's tag match. The biggest girl that was in the tag match was the one taking the heat from the two 90-pound girls, and she was getting her ass kicked. I'm like, it's little stuff like that that I notice, and that's you know that's kind of what TNA's problem is, but that's neither here nor there. It's just you're not so, – so you, you sign on TNA in New Japan for Kenny to float around everywhere and win all the titles. So Kenny wins all the titles. This is, this is the end of it, right? Kenny's going to win the New Japan title. He's going to win the um, TNA title, and he's going to have the AEW title. And what? This is – how long is this going to continue? They're going to make just one title for all three of these companies? And is that – Kenny's going to merge them all together? Like, can somebody explain to me how these storylines are working? Because they're not. It just seems like AEW is just pushing in on these smaller brands – and saying we're going to do what we want because we have the main TV contract, and this is what's going to—I I don't know—I just don't—I don't like it to a degree, uh, to to a, to a standpoint. I think I think AEW is horribly booked, and I think the matches are great. I think I think it's too much sometimes, but I think it's horribly booked. Well, I, I saw something that was talking about how TNA's ratings have been going down, and. Um like the past few weeks, and I think it was last week um, when Omega appeared on the show, the rate, like they actually lost viewers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so they have like this, like they have so such stupid bits on there. So like there's like this back alley casino. I saw, run I by saw like that this. on, uh, I think it was Twitter or something, where Omega and um, – Callus were were back there, and I, I don't know who those dudes were. One of them looked like uh, a cross between Dude Love and Cactus Jack. Yes, and yeah, and it, they go and put twenty one k on Kenny Omega to beat Rich Swan or whatever. It's just these are the promos you get, and this is what happens when a you don't give a shit, and b like you know like you have the wrestlers just calling their shots, and. I, th- I I feel like WWE is 
WWE struck gold. The NXT struck gold when they when they took MSK away from TNA. They dropped the ball with Rich Swan. I thought they, sh- but at the end of the day, you you can't keep everybody happy. Um, so I I, I think there's a lot of this is going to be a disaster. I like people uh, praising it, hoping that this is what's going to take Vince. So I think fans are just so upset with the way Vince is booking and he only books raw. Now he doesn't book SmackDown. I've dug into that thoroughly. Um, and he, people just mad at what Monday night raw presents. And I don't blame you, but at the end of the day to oversell this garbage, because you don't like what's happening on Mondays when NXT is on Wednesdays, now Tuesdays, and is the by far the better show. You're going to see NXT ratings go up. And I, you know, the biggest thing, and I wanted to bring this up, and I don't mean to like get off track here, but people said to me, oh, why is Rhea Ripley being booked like a stud? And why is... Um, why all the guys from last year just being lost in the shuffle. And I'm going to tell you why. Because now NXT is on TV and Vince has to take it seriously. That's why Rhea got instant credibility. She's a former NXT champion. NXT's on TV. She's She was dominant in her run. And it's, it's on TV consistently. It's not something that's hidden on the network and you got to go find it. It's on TV. So I, I'm not worried too much about certain call-ups now because it's on TV. You have to respect their credibility. Yeah, I still think they're, they're going to still repackage people when they come up and everything because the, the NXT is on TV, but it still doesn't even get half the ratings that Raw does, and Raw is at a record low. So you have to assume half the people yeah. that watch Raw don't watch NXT and have no clue what's going on in that show. So Rhea yeah. just got lucky, I think, just because she just she just looks like a star. She doesn't even need a backstory. You just see her, and you know right away, like who the hell is that? In you're right. In, she was in already on WrestleMania aspect. last year. Yeah. So, you know, just I mean, with AEW, and let's get to the main event. I I know we have a Burt Baker promo, um, and all, but let's get because I really want to get it. NXT was just stole the show. I, I I'm. What was the main event on AEW? Was this when Moxley teamed up with the Bucks? Oh, did you, we got to talk about the um, we got to talk about the backstage with the inner circle and the pinnacle. Did you see yes. that? Yes. Oh, that's it. That's the one. Yes, that's what we got to talk about first because that was the highlight of the show. Yeah, this was the highlight of the show for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, um, MJF was in the locker room that they stole from inner circle with the pinnacle and they had a new stylist and they were, they were going to do a, a makeover of, of themselves and the locker room because it was a dump. And when he opened mm. the bathroom door in a circle was in there. Um, That's right. They just, they just had a full out brawl, um, which this, this was good, man. They looked, they, they made in a circle look like badasses. They mm-hmm. kind of got me interested in them again. They had a little bit of an edge to them. They all looked a little bit darker. Like, I don't know. They didn't shave or something. I don't know. Whatever it was. <laughs> Five it was months, a difference. Yeah. Like, it, it, this was just cool. And <clears throat> uh, what's his name? Dax got busted open pretty bad. Um, mm. His head was covered with blood. And I, at first I thought it was like a like a like like fake blood or something. But 
he posted pictures later on of his ear all sliced open and the stitches that he got. So mm. he got he got smashed pretty good with that chair from um God, what's his name? Uh, whatever. Hey, Hager? No. Uh, Santana Ortiz? Yeah, Santana Ortiz. This whole thing was good, but then when you think about it after, you're like, well, where do they go from here? Like, you just established the pinnacle like a week ago, two weeks ago, and now, like, this felt like this was the finish. Like, like they just got their asses handed to them by the inner circle. And then at the end of the segment, um, Jericho slapped the inner circle sticker on the outside of the door and they took the locker room back. And so it's like, I, I guess you could continue doing this kind of stuff and you could have like some kind of big match or whatever, but this just felt like, how are you going to top this? So I think what they're going to do here, Ryan, is they've been talking about making their own version of war games and, I think that's where this is going. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Their own sort of version of War Games. Um, yeah. I truly think that this is where it's going at this point. Um, so I think that's the big lead and the big finish with this. I like the big brawl. I thought it was great. I think they got to start getting some matches in there between them. Um, like if they're going to build this as a big faction feud, that they got to split up and do some of FTR versus LAX. Um, You know, the only two that shouldn't touch each other is Jericho and MJF. Those two should not touch each other until the pay-per-view. The other ones, like, you could do Hager versus, uh, not Wardlow. I mean, you do Wardlow or you could do the other guy, Guevara and Sean Spears and you can, you can mix it up. You know, it, it doesn't even have to match like that. You could, but I think that you got to start getting some matches between these two. And then the only two that shouldn't touch each other is Jericho and MJF. Yeah. Yeah. I would assume that, um, I would assume Pinnacle's going to get their payback next week or something, but it just felt like they had just put them together and like they, they basically just got their asses handed to them. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right. I guess they're gonna get their asses handed to them again when whenever yeah. they they have this this match. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. They had a they had a backstage promo with the young bucks and Callis that that was just basically Don Callis emasculating uh, Matt Jackson, which yes. he does he deserved because the young bucks have been soft as baby shit for this whole AEW stint. Yes, they uh, have. They had that big freaking six-man tag with Lucha Bros, Laredo Kid, Good Brothers, and Omega, and this was just all that high-speed spot fest shit. So, like, I was, it might have been a good match. I'm probably biased, but I just, I didn't really care because, again, it's just a bunch of high too spot much. Too yeah, much. It's too much. Kenny doesn't know how to slow down. That's kind of how it is, and that's why I'm never really interested in his matches. Um. And I believe at the end, Moxley came out with the Bucks. Yeah, Moxley came out with the Bucks. Yep. Yeah. And then the uh, Omega and Good Brothers tucked tails and ran like chicken shit heels. Which, so um, now you have Omega's faction with the Good Brothers, and now Moxley with the Bucks, and Eddie Kingston's missing. He's injured, supposedly, or something, I guess. Because that's what I was. I'm like, where the hell's Eddie Kingston? And then I found out later on that he was injured or something. So, so now you, what are we going to get? Are we going to get Moxley Omega 3? 
Or, so what's your book for the pay-per-view? What is what is your build for the pay-per-view the next coming paper, up? I think the next pay-per-view is um, – what's the next holiday, is it? Um, well, we got Easter this weekend. Not, well, yeah, that's right. You say, it's either Memorial Day or – it's one of the summer holidays is their next big pay-per-view. I don't know if it's Fourth of July or Memorial Day or yeah. – I think that's I think that's their next one. Yeah, which is like four months out from their last pay-per-view. It's, there's no time soon, that's for sure. Yeah, and now, what do you, like, that's kind of, in a sense, like, they kind of need more pay-per-views, too, and I, I, I hate to say it, but, like, you could do every other month, and then what you could do for the fans is there's a $15 one, and then there's a $30 one, you know, and the the four big ones, you know, and then the other four are, like, you know, mid, so we'll cut the price in half. And I think you get more people in tune to buy that. I'm okay paying 15 bucks for a pay-per-view or, or 20 bucks, but I'm not going to spend the 40, 50 bucks for, you know, just, I won't spend it for WWE pay-per-views at this point. I, I, I just, it, it's, WWE has corrupted me to the point where I just want to pay my money every month and I get all the pay-per-views. Oh yeah, no, this 60, the, the last AEW pay-per-view was $60. Sixty dollars for a paper, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I would cut that down to forty for a main one, and then twenty for a smaller one, and you could probably hit more money that way, you know, because it, it's it's a volumes game. But again, like they don't have enough pay per views. That, that is an issue. WWE has too many. They don't have enough, and they're not finding the. The balance. I think one every other month is good, so you can, you know, coordinate storylines to some degree. And I really think they need to look at the talent and like, who's our best thirty guys? We're gonna go in with them. Those are our best thirty. We're gonna go in with them. Everybody else can be on dark. Um, they can work their way up. When we get another show, we'll take the best thirty from there, or the best twenty, and we'll book it that way. Like, give me your best. 30, your best 20 guys, your best 10 girls, and book it like that. Yeah. You don't need that many people to have a wrestling pay-per-view. I mean, you have a wrestling program. Like, you don't need that many. You're not a conglomerate. Yep. Now, let's go back. Let's let's start on with the five-star show, Ryan. Let's start with the with, – with, 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 the the elite, so to speak. <laughs> oh, and what, the, the arcade sh- anarchy? The arcade anarchy? <laughs> the arcade anarchy. Let's start with the arcade anarchy. And let's let's do this. Let's talk about this. And let's talk about how Miro and all this disaster. Let's let's talk about it. Because I, I was just displeased with this. Um I didn't mind it. It was, I mean, it's another gimmick match. It, it, I was surprised that they kept, I thought they kept Miro strong through the whole thing. Miro was just dominating dudes. He was, they had the tables, the, the freaking stand-up video game cabinets and the weapons. And I mean, they had the whole thing. Even Chuck Taylor pulled out a teddy bear and dumped a bunch of Legos. They did the Lego spa. I mean, whatever. Mm, which it, was good. It, it was what it was. But um, yeah. I just wonder how, like, 
another gimmick match. They just had the one with Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, mm-hmm. and now they had this match, which it just gave me like it just gave me like a uh, like an independent wrestling feel. Like the whole show yep. AEW just gives me like a like a build. It's like building nineteen, or it's like Ocean State job lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like. I don't know. It's not Ocean State Job Lot. Yes, I for the people who don't live in this area, Ocean State Job Lot and Building 19 are like, uh, well, they're like the price right of like chain stores. Yeah, like a TJ Maxx of, of yeah, like a TJ Maxx. It's just it's pretty it's pretty terrible. Yeah, um, I uh, they brought Chris Statlander back, who I like. I like Chris Statlander. I think. I think I like I like a gimmick, the alien gimmick and all the stuff. The pop of the night, I guess, was Trent coming back with his, in his mom's van, his mom driving him. Yeah. And mom giving him a kiss on it. I thought that was funny. Um I I yeah, they kept Miro strong. But that's the thing. They've always kept Miro strong. Right. But they don't there's nothing to come of it. Like him, this man should be a standalone brute that can go up against anybody. I the 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 Kip Sabian best man dynamic, they gotta know it failed. With stuff they sh- they gave up on too early, this is one they just progressed. Because I really don't think they know what they want to do with Miro. I I don't think because he's he's not good enough on the mic to stand on his own, but yet he's talented enough in the ring to stand on his own. But like, what's the end game here? Are they gonna lose? to the best friends and Miro beats up Kip Sabian and goes off on his own or is they going to build this up longer for a while? Are they going to end up being tag champion? Like I kind of look at it as like when you have a tag team, can you see them as like long-term? Like I just don't see this as a long-term thing. And and if they're going to do this, they like, I don't know for, for Rusev's sake, like, I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't think it's the right it's the right move for him. I, I, I just don't like it. I haven't liked any of it. Yeah, I like the um I like the best friends and I was glad that Trent came back, but and I was happy that they didn't pin Nero, uh, because I thought that's what was coming. I'm like, Oh, they're gonna pin Nero. They're gonna pin Nero after making him look like a monster. So I was glad they didn't do that. And I I mean, I guess to be fair, I got to give them credit for not scrapping this whole thing because a lot of people have been shitting on the way they've been booking Miro and they still had the balls to just stick it through with this whole thing. Mm-hmm. But I felt like this whole arcade anarchy thing should have been the, like, this should be the end of it. This should be the, this should have been the payoff. This should like, hope, I'm hoping that this doesn't get dragged out into something else. I mean, to me, Miro's got to say, you know, I didn't get pinned. You got pinned, and he's got to break away from from Kit. Yeah, because I, I don't want to see this go on. So if this is the end, then I'm fine. Okay, you, you followed it through. You had a decent decent ending to it, but the, I'd rather see um, everybody move on to other shit. Yeah, I, I think in. It's a lot to it. I just the arcade anarchy match was, it was it was a good match. It wasn't, good. and like look, Cassidy needs to move on to something like I don't know, maybe giving him the TNT championship 
maybe they should have done that before they gave it to Darby. Um, before, like, I just felt like you really dropped the ball with him. I, I just feel like he was so over. It, 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 it was just over. The whole gimmick was over. And now he's just like, it's just lost in the shuffle to me. It really is. I, I love their new theme music. I'm glad that they, like, Tony went and bought him that theme music. I'm glad he did. I think it goes perfect with them. But I also feel like they really dropped the ball with Orange Cassidy. I felt like they had lightning in the bottle and they didn't strike when the iron's hot. And now it's just not believable to me. Yeah, there's just there's so many groups and so many factions. But I mean, we didn't even talk about the uh, the Nyla Rose Bunny with Conti and Sheeta and the Dark Order and the Hardy family office. And uh, like, I'm glad we didn't even talk about it because I don't even want. I don't even want. Once that once those factions come out, I'm just like, all right, I'm done. There's too many people to keep track of. I, I don't. Uh, there's like five thousand dynamics going on here. Like, I just don't have the patience to keep up with it all. Yeah. And I felt too, and even with the pinnacle stuff, I felt like that was booked wrong. Even though they're doing great stuff with it, um, they're doing good stuff with it. I feel like it was booked wrong. So I feel like what they should have done with this is they should have had MJF on the inside and broke it up entirely till it was just him and Jericho. Jericho pushes him around, and all of a sudden his faction comes out, beats the shit up, and you know he might make amends with one or two of them, maybe just Santana and Ortiz. But, like, I felt like even then the payoff was, oh, we don't believe you. We we, we, we figured you out. We're going to get you. And then it's like, oh, I started my own group. And now you got – I just – because Pinnacle and the Inner Circle are the dueling Spider-Mans. They're pointing the fingers at you. are the same fucking faction. It's the same thing. Pretty much. And then um, I think that was it for AEW. I think we covered it all, didn't we? Yeah, that was it. So let's let's go to the um, the prime meridian of wrestling, NXT. Yes. So they announced officially that NXT is moving to Tuesdays, April thirteenth. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, it came out this week that um, before they gave uh, Andrade, Andrade, his um, Andrade, his release, that Triple H had offered him another run in NXT, but he refused it. I thought that was mm-hmm. interesting. But um, which I'm surprised he didn't want to go back there and stay. Uh, like I think he was embarrassed by the situation. I think he was. I think. Did you know I heard a rumor that Vince didn't even – he had COVID when he was cleared for three months and Vince didn't know about it? Who, who had COVID? Andrade, Andrade six months ago had COVID when he got taken off TV originally. He was done within like a month of it, but for three months, Vince had no idea that he was cleared. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Vince, Vince doesn't even know who half the people are that work for him. Yeah. Andre, who's that? Well, supposedly uh, there was more that came out about the Andrade stuff. And I guess um, Charlotte had, they had heard, the WWE doctors had told her that she was pregnant. 
Yes. And she went home and took a bunch of tests and she wasn't. And I guess she, it was kind of, I guess what they call like a, like a chemical pregnancy where like, whatever, we don't need to get into that. But basically, yeah. but then, then it ended up being that she had COVID and Andrade had COVID. So if he got it six months ago, that means that he, and he just got it recently again. That means that he, this guy had it twice then. Mm. So they was they were saying he had it before and then he got it again. The thing is with the pregnancy and with WWE's policy is you have to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. You have to have like like it's like this is why she might not be on the mania card because you have to prove it for five weeks straight because they don't want to take a risk with it. It's a big liability in a lawsuit for them. So like you like even though she tested positive once, she has to go through like five weeks of proven negative pregnancies. Yeah, it, I'd I'd like to see her on WrestleMania, and I'm kind of disappointed that they don't have anything for Bailey yet. I hope Bailey ends up on the card somehow. Um, I hope so too. It came out this week that supposedly Charlotte was backstage at um, SmackDown, but obviously she didn't appear on TV. No, and they, I, I'm sure they'll they'll do a last minute thing on that and and go from there. I hope that that does happen. So we had the opening the NXT. No, I'm drawing a blank on what Roger the opening match. Roger Strong was. versus Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. To the moon. To the moon. Uh, Strong came out with new music. He doesn't have the Undisputed Era music anymore. Yes. And uh, Grimes came to the ring cutting the promo, <laughs> which was hilarious. Yes. Uh, he, he, he's still trying to save the Undisputed Era, saying he can save them. You know, he wants to. He wants to. He came up with a T-shirt, Grimes the System, and then he had the entrance music with the Grimes the System. It was great. Which is which is gold. Uh, Cameron Grimes was lightning in a bottle. They had a great match, him and Roddy. Um, and I love the ending to that match where he pulls out the armband and throws it down as he gets the angle slam. Oh, it was so it was so clever that he, yeah, instead of pulling out like some brass knuckles or something, it was the undisputed era armband and it affected Roddy. Just like yes. um, when they were outside the ring earlier in the match, there was a minute where they were I don't know if they were locked up or if they were like trading punches or something, but um, Roddy looked over. At the at the fans, and like one fan had an undisputed error shirt on, and one had a Adam Cole shirt on, and yeah, he like paused and just kind of looked over, and it was just great how they played it up. Like they're playing this whole this whole thing where he's like basically told O'Reilly and Cole both to go to hell, but you can clearly see it's still eating at him. And, yes, and they told that story in the ring. Yes. And uh, no, that the match was solid. Um, and I did. Grimes has the I love Grimes' music. I think he has the best music in wrestling right now. Yes, Grimes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I you know you sure I we we both watched his podcast on uh, Corey Graves and his story is just incredible. And um, it's I'm I'm so happy for this man. This man's going to be a stud when he goes up to WWE too. I think. You put him on SmackDown, he's gold. You you could really do a lot with him. I want him to stay on NXT for a little bit. Maybe, this was, uh, yeah. This, but this this was my one ahead, gripe Ryan. of the whole match, uh, the whole night. The one gripe I had with NXT was 
this this match and everything was great. But then after I was like, when I found out that they were doing the battle royal, I had forgot they were doing the the battle royal. And yeah, then I was like, wait a minute. Then then why would freaking Cameron Grimes and Roderick Strong agree to a match right before they go into a battle royal? Like that that just made no sense to me. That was the one thing that I had to nitpick with NXT that kind of was like, yeah, I don't know why somebody would do that. Why would you like give yourself a disadvantage? Yeah. Yes. And then I believe the promo was right after with Roddy. Um, I think then he walked out and said he wasn't going to be a part of it. He was done. No, that was way later in the show. But um, oh. yeah, no, he yeah he he basically took himself out of the match. Which so in hindsight. Like, okay, yeah, like it didn't matter that he had a match because he, he was taking himself out of the, the Battle Royal anyhow, but we didn't know that at the time, and they didn't know that at the time. Like, it, Yeah. And Cameron Grimes was still in the Battle Royal. Yeah, and he was still in it, so. Uh, yeah. Actually, what was what was after this was that killer um, – I was about to say killer cross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the cross package – Yes, that's what it was. It was the carrying cross package. The carrying cross package with him training and like you know going over all the like training all these multiple styles of uh, different styles of mixed martial arts and it was it was great. This this was excellent. It gave it kind of like a um like a real fight feel, like some like almost like a UFC promo or something. Monday Night Raw. Take notes. This is how you build a character. This is how you build him properly. Um, Cross is an absolute stud. Um, as much as I, as much as I want him to win the title off of Finn, I think he's getting called up. I don't. I don't think. I think it's Heyman that wants him up more than anything. I think he's going to go to SmackDown. I'm fine with it either way because I love this dude. And as long as he's on some some TV, I don't care whose TV, I'll watch him. I I, I, I think him versus The Fiend is is gold. I think you could do you could do three programs with them. One being a mixed tag with Alexa and The Fiend versus Scarlet and Cross. I think you could do you could do a lot with them. Um, I think that's absolute gold. Right off the bat, he could come in and just – they could work that. I just learned today that Scarlett wrestles. Like, I didn't even know yeah. that she wrestles. So, I was like, oh, shit, that's just like a bonus for me. Yes, she does wrestle. So, I, I – and I – like, she's pretty good too, um, but she's just such a great manager. And I do not separate them, WWE. Do not separate them. Let, Ooh, let that sure happen. They're a, they're a real couple, so – I don't think they can because they're a real couple. I don't think he's gonna go for that. Yeah, but um, no, that that that's just excellent build uh, to to cross and Balor. That's gonna be um, that's gonna be phenomenal. That that match is gonna rock the house. I think absolutely. I I don't know which one's gonna be better, O'Reilly or Cole, or that and Finn and uh, Cross and Finn. I don't know which one's gonna be better. <laughs> and also, uh, I'll add Walter and Ciampa. I think them two are going to be great. Well, yeah, that, that's actually um, – they followed up this package with another package, and it was with Walter, and this was excellent too. It was just Walter uh, 
promoting his match with um with Champa. Like the, their their packages have the whoever's doing the I, I'm pretty sure I heard that uh, Jeremy Borash is behind a lot of this stuff on NXT. Yes. Um. So whoever is is uh, this this stuff's great, man. They know how to they really know how to sell it. Yeah, Borash Michaels has a big say in it too. Um, there, there, there's a lot that um goes into it with with NXT. They have a really good team. Um, and then uh, Walter. I mean, I watched a lot of. I I knew Walter just from NXT. I never really watched uh European wrestling. I never really did. I started watching some IWC or ICW, whatever it is in in the UK, and it. I, Walter was in the in that man, had a match with Drew McIntyre a few years back. Wow, he's they, they they've done some good. Like he, that guy is gold, and I, I don't know. They, they they have some good stuff. Um, if if you want to check out some independent wrestling, is I think it's IWC or ICW. It's it's where Drew went, uh, before he went to TNA, and he did some work over there and uh, tuned himself up. He got he really good work over there. Yeah. Yeah, I love that about NXT, how um, when they bring these guys in, they're all new to me because I don't watch any of that other stuff. I know there's a lot of wrestling fans that watch all this independent stuff, the PWGs and all these other things. And so they know all these guys before they come. And um, uh, Karrion Cross was one of the few guys that I had heard of before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had never heard of Walter. I haven't heard of a lot of these guys from before. So I, I like that NXT does a good job of bringing them in and establishing who they are. And um, versus where AEW, you just you just have to know if you know, you know, <laughs> and that's it. Right. That's it. And no, uh, they they do they. <clears throat> there's some good stuff with uh, a lot of it. Some of them are repackaged. Some of them are not. Um, but I will say, um. Yeah, I, I did like the package for Walter. I love the package for Karrion Cross. I think a lot of these matches are just going to be absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, they, um, they, after this, they went into the ring with Santos Escobar, and um, he cut a promo about his cruiserweight match coming up. And uh, he had an open challenge, uh, which was answered by Tyler Breeze. Okay, and, yep, uh, I, that's right. And I, I thought um, his as far as his promo, like this dude, man, he just he makes that cruiserweight title feel prestigious to me. Like, yeah. this, I, I know a lot of people have given people who aren't a fan of NXT as much as AEW or, or maybe don't agree with everything NXT does have said that he's too good for the cruiserweight title. But um, I don't know, man. I think that yeah, maybe he is. T- too good for it but he's he i feel like he's elevated it he's made it kind of feel like it means something i'm i'm super excited for his match coming up triple h yeah triple h and Shawn michaels um said about santos escobar both of them said that that is a future hall of famer when they look at him he's got everything that anybody ever wants in wrestling he He's he's a good he he's he's great on the mic. He's a great worker. 
He does some incredible shit. Like, I, and I, I just, I don't know. I really, I like everything they put together with him. He's, I think he is going to, he'll eventually win the NXT title. I think sometime that, that in the upcoming season in this year. Yeah. He runs the bingo. That's it. <laughs> I run the bingo. I run the bingo. So, oh, so he beat Breeze. Um, yes. And uh, they were going to lay a beat down on Breeze until MSK ran in. And then the uh, grizzled young vets appeared on the um, the screen they have above the ring. Um, so, again, they, like, killed two birds with one stone here. They They pretty much promoted two matches in one segment. Right. Yeah, because you got the triple threat for the tag match, which may be a silent show, Steeler. I like all three of those tag teams, all three of them. Yeah. And I love tag team wrestling. I expect MSK to take it, Um, but I wouldn't be surprised they gave it to the Grizzle Young Veterans either. I wouldn't be surprised. But I will yeah. say this. WWE needs tag teams. Um. I thought it was going to be Larkin and Birch that were going to get called up, but now that Birch got hurt, and I don't know how long he's going to be out for. <clears throat> I don't know what's what's going to happen with the if, if like because they WWE desperately needs to call up tag teams from NXT, and I mean you're probably going to get Breezango back on Raw, like <laughs> like something like they need tag teams in the worst way. Yes, they do. Speaking of away uh they had the way backstage um and gargana was going off basically saying how again how ridiculous it was that you know this whole battle royal gauntlet thing was going on and it was unfair he said regal was cuckoo bananas bananas. um and uh the theory was you know thought it was a good idea because he he asked him did you ever hear of the finger poke a doom Mm. so he was referencing the old um, Kevin Nash, Hollywood, Hogan, WCW spot, um, which I thought was pretty cool. It was, a, it was a good little throwback, a little nugget of nostalgia. I love Austin there. Theory as this lovable um, idiot. I just I, – I, I, I like this. I don't know how you feel about it. I just think it's gold. I, I think, <laughs> I think yeah. it's really good with him. Yeah, I oh know. Yeah, everything. I love everything the way has done, with the exception of the therapy thing. I hated the therapy thing, but other than that, I love everything they've done. And I really like this. Um, I finally learned her name, the Indy Hartwell yes. girl. Um, how she she's like she came in at the end of this thing and was saying how she wanted Loomis to win the battle royal. So she's got this thing. For yeah, Loomis. she's like secretly in love with Dexter Loomis, and yeah, yeah. I think I think yeah I think it's solid that with it with everything they're doing with this is pretty good. Gargano's he, money, man. He, he is just... in like, you know, he's he's right. Him and Chopper are right to stay down there because they will always be stars in NXT and they can really build the brand. And I'd like it if Cole would stay down, but I understand if he wants like. He wants to go up to WWE, I feel, and he wants to give it a run to see if it's really worth You know what I mean? To see if he can really be the guy. Yeah. I, I just – it makes me nervous if any of those Undisputed Era guys are, could go up to, to the main brand. I feel like 
we're going to end up seeing on eight, seeing them on AEW in a couple of years. If yeah. They, if they don't go back. I think Roddy's going to be the one that goes up. I think he's the one out of all of them. I, I think he's the one that goes up. Fresh start, get away from the undisputed era, singles career up there. I think he'll be fine. Actually, I think it would be cool to bring Roddy up and pair him with Cesaro in some way, not as a, you know, maybe like a faction with him, Cesaro and somebody else that strong style type stuff. Uh, maybe Nakamura. I don't know, but More factions, well, damn it. WWE isn't good at factions either. Cause they break them up within three months, but <laughs> I'm not giving them any credit either. So <laughs> like, I, like, I, I don't know what's that, but yeah, no, I would say, um, I think Roddy's the one that gets called up and he's like, yeah, I'm done. I'm going to go to WWE. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I can't predict these call-ups anymore. But, um, they had uh, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell versus uh, a couple jobbers. It was like a, basically a squash match. It was Gigi Dolan and Zeta Ramirez. Yep. And I believe the Zeta, the Zeta girl was trained by Booker T. Yes. Supposedly. Um, the Gigi girl to me looked like a cross of the love child of Paige and Becky Lynch. <laughs> she had like Paige's outfit on with Becky Lynch. Oh my hair. goodness. Yeah, I do. Yeah, that, that's spot on. Booker uh, yeah, T's I mean, camp. LeRae and Hartwell. Yeah, Booker T's camp. Uh, she tra- he, he trained Ember Moon. There's a lot of people from Booker T's camp that gets called up. He's, he, he, he's kind of on there and they funnel talent out of there. He's got a good. Uh, so. Him and uh, Seth Rollins' uh, training center, they, they work with a lot. Yeah. Um, well, at the end of the match, they had uh, Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon come out in the tank and <laughs> shoot a Nerf ball at yes. them and challenge them to take over. So that match is official yep. now. I think that they're going to have that match. Um, Which, well, it'll yeah, if there was anything, I'm probably not the most excited for. This is probably yeah. Not. I mean, Candice is good, not great. She's Whatever. not like she doesn't overwhelm me. She's she never has. Um, Indy's okay. It'll be it'll be an okay match. It won't be. Yeah, it won't be bad. I don't think it'll be terrible. I just think it'll be. I think it'll be it'll be a good yeah. match. It's just. There's just this. The rest of the card is just so good that if you have to pick something, that's the one you pick in there. Yeah, this is maybe the bathroom break, (laughs) especially with Peacock. You can't pause with Peacock, so I'm I'm like now I'm strategically planning out on all these shows where like where my bathroom break. Bathroom, I got to take a poop. You know, like (laughs) where do I take my poop? I have a feeling I'm going to be watching a lot of this stuff twice because I'm going to end up missing a lot of things and I'm going to have to wait until it's over and then I can rewind <laughs> and fast forward and pull. I agree. But um, they, uh, they went backstage and they had uh, Io Shirai attack Gonzalez, but eventually um, Gonzalez got the best of Io Shirai. This, is gonna, <laughs> this has been a great buildup between these two. I, I, I like the way this is going um, in such a short time frame as well. I, I really like where this is going. I think this match is going to be really, really good. Yeah. I was going to say that this, this whole thing happened quick, but they've done a pretty good job of um, 
moving it along with a little bit of time. Yeah, and I mean they've they've had um, heat before she was a champion too, so they're kind of playing that off of it to kind of make you somewhat think that this is a long build, but it's not. It's it it, it is really good. Okay. Yeah, I've kind of fell off of NXT for a little while, and I'm like, I've been watching it the past few months, but I I missed a a good a year from now. This might be the only wrestling I watch. Yeah, and they showed they showed a dog running back uh, backstage. Uh, I think this was the second time they showed the dog. Actually, yep. yeah, this was the second time that they showed this this dog. I couldn't tell you what kind of dog it is. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know anything about lap dogs. Hmm. But um, then they. This is when they. After that is when they went to Strong saying <laughs> that he was done. And he was leaving, and he he packed his bag. That's right. Out. It was right around this time, and I think yeah, yeah. I, I I all signs point to strong going up to WWE, and I think SmackDown. I think he'd do well there. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see um, if he even returns at all for the uh, for takeover and gets involved in that. O'Reilly I think match. it's Bobby Fish. I think Bobby Fish is the one who returns. And I think he, I, I think he helps um, Cole. I think that's what happens. It'll be, it'll be interesting. That's for sure. I, I cannot wait for that. Match. Mm. Yeah, me too. Um, the next match was Zoe Stark versus Raquel Gonzalez, yeah. which uh, this is like my new favorite. Like I love how on NXT they'll have um somebody new come along. Mm. And they constantly have new talent coming in, so you can kind of like get behind somebody and then just like follow them from the beginning. And Zoe Stark is like my new, my new yeah, favorite. Yeah, that, that girl is money. Uh, I, I really like Zoe Stark. Um, I if I say any more nice things about Zoe Stark, I'm gonna have to propose to her. So it's <laughs> like the girl is just gold. I I really I can't. I think she's the next big star of the NXT women's division. Yeah, I think she's going to make a really good baby. Yeah, she is. I don't know. Uh, who knows what her capabilities as a heel are, but she she's seems like a baby. Yeah, to me. she could probably change. She's going to get like that. She's going to get like that, like late '80s throwback. Yeah, to her, where she's just she is she is what she yeah. is. Yeah, a, a Lunder Blaze type style. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but she can also and and she but she's. She, I don't know, she does it good. She, I loved it. I liked when she wrestled Dakota Kai and she hit the super kick off the top rope and she oversold it like Michaels. I, I like that. Yeah, she's got it all put together. Like she doesn't seem like she has much to work on. She's got the facials. She's she's got the move set. She's she seems like once she gains a little bit of confidence, she's gonna be off. Yeah, she is. Yeah, overall, this was a good match. Um, I think. Shirai ran at her again at that point. Yeah, yeah. Gonzalez won, and then Yo Shirai came and ran in, and um, Gonzalez got the best of her yeah. again. Yeah, it, uh, I was really started like this was probably like the third or fourth time maybe that she had gotten the best of Shirai, and I'm like, oh wow, they're really like it's really obvious that they're uh, they're gonna take the title off of her. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, they really did. They've they've done an awesome. They, they, yeah, they're doing a really good job with this. I like where this is going. And then was the, the battle royal was next? Is that what it was? 
No, this was the uh, – well, they showed that dog running again. It was running upstairs, and then it ran uh, down a hallway that had uh, We Are NXT on the floor. So I'm assuming it was somewhere in, in the NXT. Yeah. And, um, and then they had Kushida backstage with Pete Dunne um, pretty much mouthing off to each other in regards to, like, the Battle Royale. Yep. Uh, and then they did the Cole and O'Reilly package, which was like blew me yes. away. This shit was so good. Yes, with the old photos and just the whole history of it, and it, it, this was this, so to me. This felt like like something you would see on a build to like UFC or like a, a really good like box boxing match or something. It, I don't know. It was really yeah, good. well done. It's it's they're right. It's a story that doesn't need a title. You're gonna be into it regardless of what's on the line. And it's yeah. Um, you know I feel about both of them, Cola and O'Reilly, the whole undisputed. I love them all equally, and it's, I'm I'll be happy whatever the finish is. And apparently, this is an unsanctioned match. No? Unsanctioned because O'Reilly's not quote unquote healthy. So we had um, Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro versus Zia Lee. And it was basically a handicap match because the May Young chick just still sits in the chair on the ramp. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, which is the, the, when those three come out, that the whole deal is, is pretty cool. It's, it's like it's really like cinematic. It reminds me of something out of like a, like a movie or something. It's, it's yeah, like it's kind of got like that. It's, it's just, it is, it's, it's just this weird, and like, they really. It's got like a Mortal Kombat, like live action yeah, Mortal Kombat vibe. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, and they've done a really good job because I was worried for Xia Lee. Like, she was kind of going nowhere with Kat and Zaro and them and um, Caitlin Carter, but they, like, it's this new push, this whole thing is just phenomenal. And I really don't know who that person is under the mask or whatever it is, but it's 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 really goddamn cool. I almost fell out of my chair when she uh, she choked Caden Carter, and then she like basically blew a shoddy in her, in her yeah. face. <laughs> she blew the smoke, and then she passed out. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And I saw I saw um, NXT tweeted a video mm. of it. And then uh, Riddle responded underneath that he was like, "Bro, <laughs> <laughs> that's I want this move." But the cat, the cat and Zaro chick, man, she kind of makes me nervous because she does all this high flying shit, and she always looks like she's gonna injure somebody. Like you have seen that move she does, like the way she lands on people. And yeah, stuff. like that girl makes me nervous. And apparently, she dates Ricochet. So yes, she does. <laughs> She used to be a cheerleader, but uh, she just makes me. Yeah, it's um, some of the shit she does. Like, like when I look at um, Zoe Stark, like she's light years ahead of Catanzaro. Like Catanzaro still feels like she's she needs some work. Her and this Caden Carter girl, and yeah, still a little, still a little green. No, I agree, but um, I, I, I. I, I, that whole feud has been good. And I like it. Um, I'm a big fan. Like I said, I'm a big fan of what they're doing with Zia Lee. Um, Kanzaro does need work. Um, 
But they got a solid call there. Like that, she can take her time. She she doesn't need to get called up right away. She doesn't need any of that. Like the girls will find where they are. They'll probably win the tag titles at some point. Um, what was next? They oh, they went backstage again with Gonzalez and uh, another promo, and she was attacked again by Shirai. And she destroys Shirai again, throws her through a wall, supposedly, which was clearly a piece of sheetrock that they put yes. over a window because we've actually seen that window yep. before. So I think somebody even went through that window before when it was glass, but now this time it's <laughs> yep. Yeah, and it was um, – they, they're really selling the never-give-up attitude of Io Shirai and the power of Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they had they had me thinking that they were definitely keeping the title on on Shirai the way that they were just like brutalizing her yes. the whole show. And then uh, where are we at? But it flipped though. It, it does flip at the end. Yeah, we'll get to that point. Yeah. And then oh, they did they did the, the dog. dog again. So the dog the dog running and it's like the camera was low to the ground. So you see the dog run up to a pair of pink boots and they announced that um, basically there's going to be somebody appearing on April 13th, which to me is obviously Ty Valkyrie. Yes. It is Ty Valkyrie. Um, So, I mean, it was, it was cool that they at least, they they had that dog thing going through the whole show. So, um, I don't know. At least they, they did some kind of vignette and, Showed it to you enough times where um, you were interested mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, it, yeah, I think it is Ty Valkyrie who's um, getting that's getting the rub on that. It is her, and then um, I know when Evolve starts, that's where you're going to see Rick Steiner's kid and a couple other ones on the Evolve show. That's going to be on Peacock. Yes, I saw that somewhere. Um, that supposedly there's there's going to be a new NXT Evolve show on Wednesdays once NXT moves, but I haven't seen it anywhere else now. And I, like I've searched for it, and I can't like I can't confirm it now. So I don't know if it was BS or not. Yeah, I, I will. I mean, I know they're doing the Evolve NXT show, and they're giving it a second show because NXT's got a lot of training facilities and talent and. They have a lot of global talent, so you might get, like, two different types. Like, you got the U.K., you have the show in India that we don't get to see that we're going to be getting access to, I believe. Um, and then I think they're developing um, one in Australia as well, in New Zealand. Um, so it's going to be – NXT is going to be really, like, fully global by – by the end of 2022 is what I'm hearing. Uh, which, I mean, if they do all that, then I would assume that this is really just establishing that the original NXT now is going to be pretty much, you know, right up there on the same level as Raw and SmackDown. Yep. yep. And that's kind of where they're going with it. Um, and they're going to, you know, they're going to have their own talent. And of course, they're, you know, depending on what they do moving forward with the, the WWE and the drafts and all that stuff. And they might be getting talent to them. And like, 
you know, you could see certain like big decent like a guy like Dolph go work NXT. You know what I mean? You could see um kind of wrestlers that are getting lost in the shuffle going down to NXT and and, and rebuilding themselves like Finn did. Yeah. Yeah, that would uh that'd be good for a lot of guys yeah. up there lost in the shuffle. Just I don't know. Can we release Baron Corbin to AEW? Like I'll trade Baron Corbin to AEW. <laughs> yes, please. I actually saw uh MVP um answering some people's comments on social media and he was insisting that Baron Corbin is not a member of the Hurt business. So that was some good Yeah. News. I mean, I'm assuming that he's just trying to cash in on a title opportunity. I'll t- yeah. I'll say this. If Bobby Lashley wins and he's really beat up and Corbin says it's time for me to cash in my opportunity and he beats the crap out of Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania and wins the title, I may not watch Raw that whole title run. I may not watch Monday Night Raw that whole title run. I will be extremely disappointed if Baron Corbin walks out of WrestleMania as a world champion. I don't want Baron Corbin near any title match. I don't want him on TV. Baron Corbin. I don't even want to talk about. I don't even want to talk about nope. Baron Corbin. Nope. I'm ashamed he came out of NXT. <laughs> well, at least when he was long haired Corbin, he worked in NXT. He actually, he was decent. He wasn't terrible. He he was actually pretty good. But this Charlie from Chili's, I'm done with. And done with fucking. Frank, the fucking Attleboro weed salesman. I'm, <laughs> I'm all right. Uh, uh, so they had a Champa promo promoting the match with Walter. Um, they just uh, they did a good job this whole show with all the all the promos and the packages built into this. Yeah. Uh, he basically the whole the whole uh, gist of his promo was that he rediscovered the Blackheart Cycle Killer. So yeah. Which is, I mean, so for some reason I think I forget his partner's name. Who was it? Who was his tag team partner? I can't remember. Thatcher. I, I think Thatcher's going to turn on him. Yeah. Yeah, Thatcher. I think Timothy Thatcher turns on him at at the takeover. I got a feeling about that. And then um, it's gonna. It's great that he's finally going to be working somebody that's bigger than him. He's had a lot of great matches with Gargano and stuff, but like to see him have to fight somebody like Walter is just, I think this is a lot of people forget he he actually volunteered to get squashed by Karrion Cross. Mm-hmm. Did he? he yeah, uh, he when Cross he worked Cross and I mean they brought him pay per view and it was like a ten minute it was good match. It was a ten minute match. Cross got I mean, Ciampa just got beat up for ten minutes. They were really building cross at the time. It was right around like a couple months before he won the title off of Keith Lee. That's the thing that's so to me where they've they've got a good thing with Cross where there's so many they like obviously hit Cross and the Fiend would be really good, but like they don't have to rush to get there. There's so many good packages uh, or stories that they could tell with this mm-hmm. guy. Like I would, I would love to see him beat Balor and then eventually move on to Walter and have you know like 
title for title. That match would be incredible. That match would be hard hitting to the to the moon. It'd be to the moon. And I like you know some a lot of these guys are a little bit smaller than Cross, so it would it would give Cross a good op- opponent to to be you know going up against somebody who's absolutely. They don't have a, a whole lot of size on NXT. No, they don't. They. Um, and finally, I think we had it, we're at the Battle Royal. I think that's where we are. Yeah, yeah. Right before the Battle Royal, they had the Balor package, which was pretty much uh, uh, the same thing as the um, Cross package. It was Balor training and basically saying, you know, he he doesn't run out of gas and he's going to take Cross into deep waters, which I I liked that about both of the packages they had. How they they're like kind of talking about strategies and again it just gave it more of like a a real fight feel you think we get the demon you know what i was hoping that and i thought it was a no-brainer but i'm starting to feel less confident about it but i feel like it was i don't know if it was this week or last week there was one of them somehow i know the demon was mentioned at some point i don't know if scarlet mentioned something about demons or Somebody mentioned something about demons at one point. Yeah, it was Finn, actually, who brought it up. Yeah. Was it Finn? Yeah. I knew somebody mentioned demons. I I don't know. We're going to have to see. Maybe maybe it's a surprise. But I know the guy who does the makeup for him, he's expensive. So I think WWE stopped doing it for a while because it it costs a lot of money. But... um, yeah, and it took a lot of time, and he had to fly out all the time, and so it was something that I think he was going to do less often, and kind of used it as more of yeah. a, a special thing. So I mean, yeah. So I, I maybe this is this is a special takeover, so I could see them bringing it out as a surprise. Um, and then we were at the battle royal, which I this was great. I I, I like. I usually don't like battle royals, and I I enjoyed this one. Um, it was it was nine, uh, and then once it was supposed to be what ten originally, or was it twelve? Twelve. No, it was supposed to be uh, it was supposed to be twelve, but it started out as eleven because strong leaving, strong and then the leaving. first five that went out were not part of the the gauntlet match, and then so it ended up. Um, you got two. You got pretty much two matches out of it too. You got um, that are probably going to be on the takeover card, which was Leon Ruff and who was the other? What's the other guy's name? I always forget this guy's name. Yeah, they they started with um, Swerve. Swerve Scott. He Isaiah Swerve Scott came out and Ruff sneak attacked him, and then they went to commercial. And when they came back, done got an entrance, but the other eight guys right. were in the ring still. So, uh, well, we're already in the ring, so um, yeah, they they uh, they, they got Atlas out first, and then Rust. Yep. And then Theory, Theory did a Kofi spot, which was pretty cool, where he was <laughs> on his hands, and he was trying to figure out a way to flip to his feet. <laughs> <laughs> I would get up on the apron and he just flips to his yep. feet and plays stupid. Yep. 
and then later he had later he had played it up like he didn't he didn't remember what the rules were. That's right. And uh, I just love the way they're building this kid. I I, I, I the lovable idiot. It, it's just gold to me. I like Austin Theory a lot. Um, I just all that is just perfect. It's cuckoo bananas, as I would say. <laughs> cuckoo bananas, yeah. And um, Kashida, and Kashida had done, and like I think he had him in like an armbar or something, and they both went over the top, and he held, he kept the hold on him the whole time. They went over the top onto the floor. When they hit the floor, he still had the hold on him. And then they immediately announced that announced that as a match, at which Eagles. that was in their so back pocket. Yeah, we're gonna get Pete done, and which. Kashida. Is going to be really good in itself because she is such a great worker, and him and Dunn, I don't think they've touched before um, in the Indies, and I think t- I, that's another one on the card. Like, holy, yeah, like wow, you're going to give us this as an added bonus. That's solid. Yeah, uh, they put Gar- Gargano on commentary halfway through the match. Um, Reed eliminated Ruff and Scott, so Ruff and Scott became one yes. and two in the gauntlet match. They're going to be yep, it was one and two. Um, and then Grimes, Knight, and Loomis eliminated Reed, so Reed will yep. be number three. Yep, L.A. Nick got his back. Yep, it was pretty. <laughs> I liked how Loomis just stood there the whole match and just stared. Dude, he is going to be so goddamn gold like he the guy i just like that guy a lot i and i usually don't like wrestlers that wrestle in like jeans and not like professional attack like this guy is just gold yeah yeah and i i liked how even though he stood there and do and did nothing they made sure that everybody else had something to do so you weren't wondering why nobody was going after him and like when you compare this to some of the AEW battle royals, you'll watch an AEW battle royal. There'll be two guys in the middle of the ring fighting, and everybody else is literally just like kneeling down in the corner, hanging onto a rope, just watching the action. Yeah, not doing anything. Like at least in this battle royal, everybody was constantly mm-hmm. doing something. Um, but then uh, Grimes, Knight, and Lewis eliminated Reed, and then after that, Grimes tried to bribe. Loomis and Knight. Yeah, that was great. He, he pulled. He pulled out the money and tried which, to pay yeah, him off, which was good. And uh, yeah, and Loomis Loomis eliminated him. So then Grimes became the fourth entrant into the golf. Oh, the third, the third. Yeah, because it was down at night. And... No, uh, Reed was the third. Yeah, so now Grimes Grimes will be the fourth, and then Knight and. I mean, uh, Loomis and um, yeah, Loomis and Knight will be the the fifth and sixth. My guy, LA Knight, won the battle royal, and he's I'm slowly becoming a fan. And I I just I like LA Knight because he's it's what I want in wrestling. Like he says, not a guy who's gonna fly wow you with flash. I get in there and get the job done. That's the type of wrestlers I like. You know, like those type. And uh, I. I saw him on NWA Power, and that was the first time I saw him, and I I liked him since then. He he cuts a yeah, good he's promo. a great promo cutter. He's um he's a hell of a worker, he, he, all around. Just a really really solid wrestler. Glad that they gave him his rub. He put over Reed clean last week. Everybody was kind of upset about it, but it set up something big for him. So. 
Yeah, this this definitely mm-hmm. made up for that because I wasn't a fan of that. So this, you know, this made up. And he that. took he took a jab at Gargano on his first like promo cut in the ring. So like I could see LA Knight winning this and actually taking the North American Championship quick. Like I could see that happening. Yeah, yeah, I I, I think that's where they have to go with it. Um. The only thing I worry about with him is he reminds me so much when he cuts a promo of Austin mm-hmm. and Rock that I I worry that he'll if he eventually goes up to the Raw or SmackDown that he'll fall into the same category as like a Ziggler or like you know what I mean like Ziggler was always compared to Michaels and then he just kind of got like lost in the shuffle and I don't know. I hope he doesn't end up end up being the next. Uh, Mr. Yeah, I, I agree in that aspect and I worry about him on that but to me like he, he does promo like The Rock in Austin but I think to me I think he's he's very he's too polished for him to not get noticed in WWE um, he also wrestling style he kind of reminds me of Randy like he, he's got the Orton type vibe as a wrestler I think he'll do very well in the WWE He's got both of what they want, slow-paced, um, you know, slow-paced, great talker. He fits the prototype, I think. Um, you know, Triple H said he was one guy. He seen – I, I guess he's seen a match and a promo, and he's like, that's all I need to see. Get this guy in here. We want him. You know, I think – I've heard that he's already – I think he's already been with NXT before at some point. I don't know if he made it on TV, but he was with them and something happened or he was with WWE and he got let go. And this is kind of like his second chance. I, from what I hear, I, some people say that he doesn't really have the best reputation um, backstage of being someone that's easy to work with. So this is kind of like he a, had a, I think it was a brief chance. stint and um I think the whole thing with NWA power and when he did that was like a humbling experience for him. And I think he's kind of been more, he's going to be more of a team player. And I, he would, I think he wrestled as Eli Drake. Um, And I think he had like one or two dark matches and then it never got farther than that. But um, I, I think now you could tell he's more ready to play ball, more ready to, you know, I think he's learned to keep his assholeness inside the ring and not outside of it. Yeah. The finish was pretty clever too with him. Um, uh, Loomis was outside on the apron and he dove through the second rope onto the floor and then. Yeah. I, that down. was a creative way to uh, win the battle Royal. I like that. So, I mean, overall, another A-plus show. This is like five weeks in a row they've had an A-plus show. Um, and They did have Shirai mm-hmm. come out on the end um, and call out Gonzalez, and then they had the big pull apart, and Shirai finally got one over on Gonzalez when she pretty much like took out half the NXT locker. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go out and say this, and Asuka included and uh, Baszler included. I haven't seen a build like this on a woman in a while with Shirai. They have really built her as like an unbreakable wrestler, like just an unbreakable wrestler. Like she, no matter how many times you beat her up, she's coming back. She's coming back. She's fighting like 
you know, um, I, I'm Shirai is she's a she's she's a great wrestler. She's a great wrestler. Her, uh, I I think her promo work is miles ahead of Oscar, and on that, I don't think she's a better worker than Oscar. I just think her promos are better. I think Oscar's the better worker of the two, but. I I wouldn't mind if she, when she gets called up her with a feud with Oscar and then you know working Rhea and stuff like that. I don't I don't mind that at all. Yeah, I thought it was good that they ended with the the show with the women because um they hit it out of the park last week with Cole and O'Reilly and I just thought you, it was good they kind of left that alone and just repackaged it into like into a video because I didn't want to see them take the chance of ruining that and ending the show with that and being overkill. But they left that where it was and they, they used the time for the women. Yeah. And uh, now we have, we're going into next week where we got Monday night raw and then it's started mania. Is that what it is? No, uh, raw. And then we have, well, we have SmackDown tomorrow. Then we have raw. We have the hall of fame Tuesday. SmackDown night one Wednesday. I'm not SmackDown. Takeover night one on Wednesday. Takeover night two Thursday. SmackDown Friday. Um, and then WrestleMania yeah. Saturday. So we're gonna be busy next week, guys. <laughs> yeah, they just announced too. Um, for SmackDown, WWE announced today that not the, not tomorrow night SmackDown, but the next week SmackDown. They're doing the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Okay. Uh, oh, at WrestleMania? And they list... Uh, no, on SmackDown next week. Not tomorrow night, but the next week on SmackDown, they're doing the... They're, they're calling it a WrestleMania-type SmackDown or something, or WrestleMania feel SmackDown oh, or something. Wrestle... Uh, I don't know. SmackMania? <laughs> but... I don't know. But yeah, they I think they listed off like 22 people that were going to be in the battle royal or something. It was uh, mainly jobbers. Uh, the ones that stood out to me, I think, was like Nakamura and Corbin. Oh, Corbin, probably the biggest <laughs> Corbin. Thank you, Corbin. Uh, a lot of the gulags and uh, like pretty much everybody who's if been. If there's one TV. person I, I, I really hope gets called to NXT is Gulak. I, I really hope he gets the nod to NXT. That, that he deserves better. He's a good worker. When he was paired with Brian, I thought that was good. And then after that, it just went to shit. I, I just, I hope there's a there's a talk of Daniel Bryan going to NXT. He's saying that he, he's saying he wants to do it. So, um. And and because I think that's the last thing he wants to do before he retires. I think he wants to work, you know, the Chompas and Garganos of the world and then go down there and work some of those guys. And I don't even want to call it going down, but going there and working them. I, I hope that's the case. <laughs> um, and I just don't think Vince or I, I just don't think they want to take him off of WWE TV. We'll see. I... Fingers <laughs> yeah, yeah, my fingers are crossed for that because I think Daniel Bryan in NXT would be amazing, but um, I don't think it's going to happen. Cuckoo, Cuckoo bananas. bananas. 
Oh man, that that would be the first one I'd hope he wrestles Gargano. I think that would be the first match I'd want to see between them two. And then, but yeah, next. So we got SmackDown Friday. I think we're gonna skip the SmackDown recap. We'll go right into Monday night. We'll preview. We'll do Monday Night Raw and SmackDown together on Monday. Then we'll do when uh, we'll recap Wednesday and Thursday. We'll go on Thursday. We'll recap them. Uh, the NXT stand and deliver, and then Sunday we'll recap all of Mania, and you know it's, it's going to be we're, we're going to be on three times next week. Really, full recap of wrestling. Don't expect any AEW talk. I'm not interested <laughs> next week, um, and we'll go from there. So, um, yeah, we'll 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 skip we'll skip the Friday night SmackDown recap. I. I I, there's not much more they're going to have to do. Um, we'll, we'll go into Monday Night Raw um, and uh, Stand and Deliver and all that stuff. We'll, we'll recap all that. But that's what we got for the show today. We gave you almost two hours today. Almost two hours. So, <laughs> we really oh, wow. so yeah, we'll, we, we're probably going to give you more next week. We'll, uh, we'll keep it up and we'll, we'll give you this. Thank you guys for listening. This is now the gimmick. That is the new name, um, and we will we will be back next week. All right, Ryan. Thank you. <laughs>